Does God have favorites? Uh, why does it seem like some people don't face the consequences of their harmful actions? And I must be honest with you, when I think about these things, um, I think I'm jealous of the people that don't live their consequences or don't suffer the consequences of their harmful actions. But I don't necessarily feel that that is God's role to play in it. Uh, a friend of mine had a property that he rented out a while ago and then he had a, a youth group or a connect group, a, a cell group come to his house and uh, the lady in the in the cell group did not know that she was renting from him, right? She rented a house and she did not know she was renting from him uh, because obviously you've got a estate agent and the tenant and the lessee he shouldn't meet each other. And they were sitting and they were having this discussion and she's just like, I'm not paying rent because I can't afford it. So uh, so God needs to, to turn the heart of this man uh, who just wants the money for the house that he's providing. He doesn't want. And and the reason for that is now, why I'm mentioning that is the, the harmful consequences. It seems like she's getting off easy uh, because God should turn the heart of that man around. But she doesn't realize she's sitting in the same conversation to the guy owning the property. And it's not cheap to own a property. He was the one that had, uh, he, he had to pay the bond on that property, even though that property was just almost costing him double. She was not paying anything. She didn't pay the municipal fees. She didn't pay the, the rent. And she's just sitting there and she's very thankful and say, God should turn his heart. And she's just... I almost want to go to the extent that she's just throwing the blame or the guilt onto Jesus and say, you take care of this. I'm not moving a finger. And now Jesus has got another son who's sitting in the same conversation. He's like, Lord, you need to help me with this thing because how can I get this lady um, her eyes to open up so that she can be a good steward? And I think this is where it gets interesting when we talk about harmful behaviors. God has given us certain things and those certain things enable us or, or requires of us to be stewards, like our finances. But when you make bad financial decisions, you can't go to God or look to God and say, but what, what's happening now? You're not coming to the party with regards to what I'm needed of you or what is expected of you. And that I feel that we need to have a look into. That's what I feel we need to, to discuss. I firmly believe God has got a very specific plan and he needs certain amount of people or he needs people to live certain lives in order for his plan to succeed. He can do whatever he wants and feels and live or uh, he, not feels, but he can do whatever he wants and he's got a way that he's using the world. But he's not shocked by any one of the decisions that we are making. He's not shocked by the way that we live our lives because he's standing outside of space and time. Right, So he's looking at these things outside of the perspective that, that we've got. And he knows how to use these things to our benefit. Now, if we trust God and we say that God is a holy God and a just God, that would mean that we need to trust him not only in our lives, but also in the lives of others. Meaning that if those people do not suffer the consequences of their harmful decisions, it does not mean that God is uh, favoriting them above others, but much rather that God is using the uh, uh, the surpassment of uh, harmful consequences to their sanctification. In other words, that is what he's using in order for them to be sanctified, to be more like him. Whereas in our lives, sometimes some things happen and then we need to 
necessarily love, suffer the consequences of those things because that's part of our sanctification. That is the way that God needs us to live our lives or experience what we need to experience in order for us to be more like Him. The goal of this entire living experience, I firmly believe, is to become more and more and more like God until the day that you breathe your last breath and realize that the the only freedom that you will ever have is the freedom that was bought on the cross by Jesus Christ, uh, which is which which is what we will be celebrating next week. But only then will we be truly sanctified. Only then will we experience the goodness of God to such a degree that we will be truly liberated from the punishment of sin and evil, right? We need to remember that God is working in all of us to the benefit of His glory, His kingdom, right? And in order for His glory and His kingdom to succeed, He will need us to be sanctified. Now, sanctified is a very old English word meaning to look like God. It means uh, to uh, to become uh, more holy, right? I know it sounds weird, but it becomes more separated from the world and more like God. That's literally what the word sanctified and the word holy means. Different, uh, separated, kept apart, right? So that is what God needs of us. And He's doing that by means of His Spirit. But these means of His Spirit means that there are certain things in your life that do need to take place, right? In the, the other day, my son... Um, he accidentally broke a glass, or I can't remember the case, what exactly happened. But I realized, like, listen, I've got a decision now. I can tell him that you're not being a good steward and then punish him for it, whatever the case might be. He can't watch TV, can't have sweets. But I can also show him that there's certain times that he will need to experience grace from my side in order to realize that God is a gracious God when he's a good father, and sometimes he's a good father when he's just being, he's applying his justice. And the means of doing that is I oversaw, in that specific case, I oversaw his, uh, the, the mistake that he made and I showed him grace and we had a loving moment in that. But sometimes I also realize as a parent, I can't do that every time because there's no love if there's no consequences. Consequences of wrong acts or the punishment sometimes of wrong acts is, is love. That's how I show them, listen, don't talk down to your mother, don't swear, don't... Uh, punch your brother in the face, whatever, you know, there needs to be consequences in order for them to live a moral life like what is expected of us. I hope that makes sense uh, and I hope that stirs in your heart and that is what your understanding of the sanctification of process means and that you will know that God is sanctifying all of us and He has not got His favorites. <laughs>